ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to another week at Wrecking Your Race. I am your host, the Gas Man, with my co-host, Lugs. Lugs. <laughs> Lugs. 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 Hey, folks, thank you for listening, uh, as always. We appreciate it. Uh, couldn't, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, so we really appreciate it. If you have not hit the subscribe button, please do. Please hit subscribe on your friends' devices as well. <laughs> Help us out. Uh, so, anyway, uh, we, well, we were at Bristol this week. Oh, yeah, I guess we need to start off with, man, I'm, like, out, out of practice or something. <laughs> Uh, so, anyway, as always, we'll do, start off with the official beer NASCAR. Yeah. Look. Delicious. I could uh, use several of these after the way work's been the last couple of weeks. Oh, you're back to doing some work? Shut your face. <laughs> when are you going to pick us up a case of Natterdays, man? <laughs> we'll stick with Bush Life right now. I saw um, people on Reddit were complaining about um, his his car the diecast car yeah. of the natter days they were all complaining because it didn't make minimum quantity order quantity to be produced everybody was upset about it oh really yeah that sucks it was a pretty cool paint scheme yeah i thought yeah definitely different the drink is different so yeah so you know lugs every week we start off with a bush sometimes a monster something like that so let's talk about that for a moment so there was news this week about sponsorship within NASCAR, correct? Correct. So why don't you tell us the backstory on that a little bit? So essentially, I guess NASCAR is moving to a new tiered sponsor system for 2020. I guess is it 2020 or 2021? I guess it's 2020, 2020 right? 2020, I believe. Uh, and it come to light this week that essentially Monster made some type of a bid to remain the title sponsor. NASCAR turned them down because they're going to go ahead and move towards. Um, this new sponsors, you know, setup. So, so, so Lugs, in reference to that, do you feel that NASCAR already has other companies lining up to be sponsors to keep with that model? Why I not sure. go with the guarantee? Exactly. I sure the hell hope so, because if not, it's a pretty stupid effing move. I mean, you got guarantee, and they've been a great sponsor. Been a, I, I, they are like... To me, in this environment currently, they are a match made in heaven. Right, exactly. And you don't get that kind of alignment too often nowadays. So I got to be scratching my head and wonder the same thing. Like, if they have other people lined up, you know, I hope I hope that it's as good as a, a mesh as it was with Monster. Yeah, but it, I, I, I don't know. And at what time are they, or at what time, at what point are they going to announce? exactly what it looks like that yeah. tiered sponsorship so how. we've we've heard geico and we've right. heard coke right coca-cola are lined up which there's they're already you know heavy hitters and common sponsors of the sport so it's cool that they're staying committed but i you know i don't know what this means for monster so was it was it monster saying hey this is it take it or leave it and we're gonna leave or you know or are I, they I, gonna be one of the tiered sponsors exactly maybe. exactly so I, I don't really know and unfortunately i we don't know exactly how the tiered i mean we kind of have 
an idea how the tiered system works, but we don't know exactly. They've so, not really shed a lot of light on it. So No, they just kind of compared it to ways of the NCAA action and stuff like that, but really nothing, hey, this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess we'll find out. Hopefully, uh, obviously later this year, we should stand to know more information there. I would hope so. I mean, it'd be pretty shitty if not. Well, you know, it is NASCAR, so. <laughs> so, reason why I'm bringing that up. So, there's, there's that situation with the sponsorships. Like I said, we start off every show, for the most part. I mean, there's a couple times we haven't where I forgot or whatever. But with a bush life or a monster. And Lugs, why do we do that? Because we're loyalists. So, I want, I we we want to show... We care about NASCAR. We are NASCAR fans. We have this podcast. Our lot of, I would, I'll say this right now. A large section of our life revolves around the sport. It's a topic of conversation amongst us more mm-hmm. than probably anything else. Right. Other than women or something. <laughs> True. I so, guess. So, you know, we... <laughs> Thanks for ruining my train of thought there. <laughs> Tell, tell, the, tell the listeners what you just saw. Uh, no, I'd rather not. I'll post it on our so, page real quick. Oh, sure. Whatever. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. So last week was my birthday, and, and, and Lugs made sure to tell everybody that. Uh, so I sent a funny Snapchat of one of those real goofy filters. Yeah. And uh, actually, the other day, it said that you replayed it, or then you took a screenshot of it. And I was like... What did I send him that he would need to take a screenshot of it? I actually forgot completely what I sent you until you just showed it to me nice. just now. Nice. So, yes, it was a picture of me with a stupid filter for my birthday. Yeah. You know? I like, I was, I was I like the makeup off. effect. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Anywho, back to what we we're talking about. So, the bottom line is, Lugs, we are sport loyal loyalists, as you said, yes. for NASCAR. So, we, I make decisions based a lot on NASCAR sponsorship. Mm-hmm. So, for example, what do we drink before most shows or during most shows? shows? Yeah. Bush Light. Mm-hmm. Is Bush Light my go-to beer? No. Who who actually is go-to beer is Bush Light? <laughs> well, we are in southern so, Indiana, so yeah. a lot of people. But <laughs> that's, that's true, but if you took money out of the equation yeah, yeah. and said, hey, most any, people, beer, it's not. It's, any yeah. beer you want, what's it going to be? And most people would not choose Bush Light. Mm-hmm. Now, do I like Bush Light? I do. Sure. Or regular Bush. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Or if you're, you know, into the non-alcoholic stuff, Bush and A. Okay, good for you. Bottom line is, we buy this, we drink this as the support of our sport. Right. It influences us. Correct. So did I use Tide when I can? You know, not so much anymore, but I used to. Mm-hmm. I, Monster, I, I drink Monsters exclusively. It's pretty much as my energy drink. Right. Uh, I used to drink Amp. Like, yeah, why did, did I? You yeah, did. why junior, did I drink Amp? Loyalist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I used to have Jakar Nor, right? <laughs> <laughs> did you drink Budweiser then too? Yes, I did. Actually, do you remember that time I brought Bud over to your house? We were like sixteen. <laughs> you know, those tall boys. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And I, remember I don't remember drinking one, but you I did re- not. You like took a sip. You and Sokka both took a sip, and neither one of you drank it. I drank like two, and then I went and drove down the road and 
And I probably should have done that. I didn't. Hold on. Let me back up. I didn't do that. <laughs> but I went down. Close, to, it was a close course. <laughs> yeah. I went down to the creek down the road and dumped the other ones out. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> but what I'm getting to is, folks, be loyal to your sport. Be loyal to the sponsors. Whatever this, this tiered sponsor thing's going to be that we really don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. It just will be unfortunate if Monster pulls out and does not have a role in this. I don't know if they will or not. I'm not saying they will or not. I'm just saying that if they do leave for some reason and don't take up one of those other sponsorship opportunities, it would be actually a sad day. Yeah. Well, for me, another thing here is like when Junior had Nationwide, did you have Nationwide insurance? I priced it. I did not get it, but See, I did price it. To me – I think it's that's a brand or that's a that's a thing that it's hard to get people to switch from. Like even though like even let's say Gordon, you know my driver through the years right that's up till he graduated or retired. If he was sponsored by a specific insurance brand, I probably wouldn't have been a so, loyal loyalist yeah, in that but, manner. But they got their name out there. So would you call for a quote at least? Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Yeah. That they've already got you a hook, line, and sinker there. Now, if you buy it, it depends on monetarily value, right, right. you know. But they at least will get you to intrigue. Hmm, I wonder how much they'll cost. Absolutely, yeah. So I did have Geico. I did switch recently from Geico because I found a cheaper alternative. Mm-hmm. But I did have Geico. And, when, and the funny thing is when they asked me how I heard about them, I said, you guys sponsor a NASCAR car. And the woman's like, huh? Great. Yeah, the woman on the phone. I'm like, you guys sponsor an NASCAR car, therefore, I like your price. I want to go with you. And she was, like, so confused by that. But regardless, I, I try to show my loyalty even that way. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah, so is there anything, Lugs, not to put you on the spot or anything, is there anything that you would not buy that's a NASCAR sponsorship, and why? Um. Man, yeah, you put me on the spot. Um, Anything that I wouldn't buy. And I don't mean, like... I'm trying. I'm. I can't even think of a good example, but I'm just throwing it out there. Like you absolutely hate one of the companies that's. Well, I mean, like when Sprint was the title sponsor, I never entertained Sprint just because coverage around here is not. The no, greatest. but their phones are cool. Remember yeah. those little like the Dollar Junior flip phone? Yeah, that, like, yeah. Walkie talkie, and, and you could listen to the scanners. Yeah, and stuff that on is that. actually that, badass. That was appealing. I'll give you that. Sokka had that, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was cool. That was a cool feature, but. Um, I think what else would be did you have net zero back in the day no well when i where i live that wasn't even an option oh that's true that's true i had net zero because i seen it on the car i lived way out in the country folks we didn't have internets out there <laughs> still don't yeah, I, no. well they do they I do think they have like satellite, satellite internet, internet yeah. yeah uh i'm trying to think of like anything that ever stood out to me that i would not use but anyway bottom line is that whenever I'm choosing between brands, if I can, I go with a NASCAR sponsor mm-hmm. to show my loyalty. Yeah. And, and bottom line is that these guys, you know, like next so week. So I'll give you an example there, though. Like, okay. Uh, A.O. Smith. Yeah. sponsor Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. And you I bought, you bought a water heater. Water heater. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I know you bought that water Not in the market to buy a lot of water heaters. Yeah, 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 you did. Uh, not in the market to buy a lot of water heaters, but, you know. Yeah. That's yeah, and so I mean, if you're a junior fan, I think is it state, 
water heaters that sponsors like Jeb Burton or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I think the eight car, they sponsor some races and stuff. So I mean, that's another another option. Yeah. But bottom line is, whenever we're posed with a object that we're going to purchase, us being the NASCAR loyal guys, we tend to lean towards showing that love that sponsorship. And next week we're going to have, I I think. It's not 100% set up. You know, I'm pretty sure it is. But anyway, Vinny Miller is supposed to be on next week. Yeah, we talked oh, to Vinny. Yeah, we talked to Vinny before. Uh, but bottom line is you have guys like that who are doing everything they can for these sponsorships. And when someone does step out and take a chance on these guys, we as fans should acknowledge that and help them out where we can. Obviously, if they're like Eris, for example, on uh, Suarez's car. Right. They're one of a, like a specialized kind of sponsor. You can't really choose them usually. You can like air surfboard modem yeah. or whatever, uh, but most time that's dictated by your internet company yeah, or whatever. Right. So there are specialized ones that you really don't have a choice on. But if you do have a choice, show that loyalty to your 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 sport. Absolutely. All right, off my soapbox for the week. <laughs> so next thing. Uh, we're going on to what is questionably the best race of the year, maybe the best race of the last two years. Bristol. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Like, what's your thoughts about being maybe considered like at least the best race this year? Uh. Do you think it was? Hmm. I don't like the hesitation. To me, it was definitely the best race of the year. Real, yeah, I mean, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I, nothing's jumping out at me to really dispute it. So yeah, it's hard to argue that. Um, so did we have drama? Yeah. Yes. Did, did we, we have, have excitement? Passing? Yeah, yes. passing. We had, we had like everything wrapped up in the one. Mm-hmm. So and and Kyle Busch winning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there right now. But yes, Kyle Busch won. So you know, we'll backtrack a little bit. Qualifying. Anything crazy during qualifying? Mm-hmm. Okay, tech inspection. Eh, we a had a little story. bit of an issue yes. with that. So one of the I don't Harvick, guaranteed yeah. front runners, one of the favorites going into the race, had some issues. So I think he failed four times. Three. Three, I think. Three? Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. He passed on the fourth time. You're correct. And then car chief was suspended. He had to start him back of the field. And then make a while. Pass through. Yeah, on the start, which you got really lucky at, because the caution came the out. Because the caution came out the very first lap. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he had some other issues. He ended up going down four laps to begin the race. He came back and finished thirteenth mm-hmm. on the lead lap. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, the first lap, you have Eric Almarola, Ricky Stenhouse, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch, which, yeah, you know how that ended. <laughs> A sense of a little, a little bit of dejection in your tone there. <laughs> so you had you had Stenhouse for your pick for the week, right? I did. So <laughs> and Eric Jones, who had multiple loose wheels. But well, yes. So the bottom line is those two guys you picked actually were gonna. I think we're gonna be very well in good spots, but both had issues. So big first. Did you expect to see something that crazy on the first lap? Not on the first lap, no. So, going back to Bristol five years ago compared to today, did you expect to see anything that crazy to begin with? No. Okay. So, last year, last fall. Because the Hedica had kind of dipped, you know, and leveled out. Like, 
for yeah. the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. So we know we had, okay. Ten years ago, we had Bristol Vote, right? That mm-hmm. we all talk about, we all reminisce about. You have you know the Terry and Dale show right. that happened, blah blah blah. Always a good show at Bristol. Always a sold out race, right? So you go a couple years forward, they put in progressive banking. Yeah. They change it up, and racing turned to shit. In my opinion, the racing at Bristol turned to shit during that time. Yeah. Okay. So the last couple of years, they took the progressive banking out. It's not quite the same banking it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but they took the progressive part of the banking out. And I think that the racing at Bristol is starting to get back to what it we're is. used to. Yep. You know, the With last the tra- A little bit of the help soon. of the tra- track compound, but still. Yeah, th- yeah, but it definitely helped. So last year at springtime, we had Ryan Blaney leading the race. What happened? He spun, Collected. right? Yep. What happened this year? Chase, Chase. Elliott, Chase Elliott leading the race, gets punted. Yeah, trying to pass a lap car, so, or a lap car, or I guess a car in front of him spun, and then a lap car, you know, punted him. But still, bottom line is, it, I keep saying bottom line today. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if that's just a word of the week in my head or why. I apologize, folks. But essentially, logs, what I'm getting to is that. Last year, I think we started seeing the trend of Bristol being unpredictable again. So we get to this year, you know, Ryan Blaney spinning last year, Chase Elliott spinning this year, the first lap break, and then we had other unpredictability issues. How many loose wheels did we see? We've seen, what, three just from Eric Jones alone? Yeah. And then we and you add in all the other cars, I think there's like 15 loose wheel issues throughout the race. Mm-hmm. Half the cars almost. Yeah. And, and then got, penalties. Well, was it technically? I was about to say um, – Boyer, but he technically had a tire go down there, but still, yeah. So you have penalties, and we, we keep talking this year about freaking pit road penalties. Didn't Hamlin get penalized P- again? Didn't Hamlin get penalized again? Yeah. Hmm. What's up with that? So the unpredictability, well, it's just Hamlin, but the unpredictability of the race, it leads to Bristol being back to, I mean, when I say, oh, Bristol, I don't mean Rex, constant, whatever. I mean the unpredictability. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to be mad at who. It's just the anticipation, the excitement. I, I think it's back. Now, when I was watching the race, I was very dejected, using a term he used earlier, for looking in the stands. You know, what was your initial thought? Well, yeah, and there was a, there was a, a call for precipitation weather, I think, um, earlier in the week, and I think that maybe scared some people. So, I mean, what do I think of what the the crowd looked like? It was very sparsely populated, but you got to think what's the potential there? Probably one hundred fifty thousand people. So, okay, so you bring that up. I I did some research today. So between one hundred forty six thousand, that some people say one hundred sixty two thousand is the capacity of Bristol. The estimate total. And again, NASCAR does not release official attendance right, records. Right. So the estimated amount that people were saying it was between thirty-five and forty thousand. So essentially, twenty-five percent efficiency. Yeah, and I and I'd heard figures all over the place. I heard sixty thousand. Uh, I think that's what Larry Max said was estimated sixty thousand. So who? You know. I don't. I didn't see sixty thousand. Really? Oh, yeah. So here's some irony for you, logs. I don't know if you heard this or seen this or thought about this. So what did we see beginning of the the race this week was the talk about DW retiring, right? Yes. So the DW grandstands. So we talked about that last week. We actually haven't officially talked about it, right? 
Oh, the uh, DW retirement? Yeah. We talked about that last week, didn't we? No, he announced it prior to us, uh, after us recording. Oh, no, we talked about how he should, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, anyway, the very next day, he announced he's retiring. So, anyway, DW's retiring from Fox. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing is, he waved the green flag, all that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. One of the sections closed at Bristol was the, the Daryl Waltrip grandstands. Oops. Yeah, so that was kind of ironic and funny in a way. Uh, never funny that they had to shut sections of the track down no. because of lack of attendance. But ironic, yes. Yes. Uh, so, why? A lot of stuff was coming up on Twitter this week about why the attendance was down. So, I think you make a very valid point, and probably the most important point is, is weather. Last year we had a essentially a rain out. It was mm-hmm. raced on Monday, and I think people was worried about that again this year with the way it looked. And I can't remember the percentage, but I've heard it's a, a pretty significant percentage of each weekend's race attendance is like basically the weekend of sales. Yeah. Okay. I was actually going to ask that if you happen to see anything because in my mind when I was a kid and we would buy tickets, we s- buy tickets months yeah, in advance. Yeah. And and I I think that. That historically has been the trend, but I think now people are so skeptical because of, you know, cost of logistics and not being able to stay over for the next day. I think people are a little bit more wary of it if you're if they're driving. Obviously, if you're if you're flying, you know, you're going to have to commit to that, right? Yeah. But uh, if you're driving a couple hours, like we are, you know, we can get to three or four tracks within two, three, four hours. So we would, you know, we can always call it if we need to call sure. it off. True. Um, but yeah, I think I read somewhere, and it's been a little while, but maybe up to like thirty percent is day of, like day of or weekend of sales tickets. Right. So I mean, that's a that's, that's a, pretty that's significant. A lot. That's a third. Yeah, so yeah, that's pretty significant. So you actually bring up great conversation piece here, Lug. So you know, back when we were kids and we would go to a race, I talk about us planning well in advance, right? Mm-hmm. But back then, it was competitive to get a ticket. Well, yeah, and, and you had the chance of it selling out, right? Yeah, exactly. So you had a chance of it selling out. It was competitive to get a ticket because not everybody got a ticket. So you made that commitment early on. Now, Especially since if you wanted decent seats. All these tracks added seats, right? Right. So with the tenants already being down to begin with and they added seats, that competition for that seat – is not there anymore. So people are going to naturally be like, oh, because, okay, let me ask you about Charlotte. We're going to the Coke 600, right? Have we bought our tickets yet? No. <laughs> Why have we not bought our tickets? Uh, well, I would say... We kind of, in a way, discussed it a little bit. We have. We're just going to be like, hey, we're waiting to see if any other deals pop up. Well, deals, yeah, yeah. As in like or, like, meet, like a meet and greet because we waited last second at Daytona and we got a chance to meet Clint Boyd. Yeah, yeah, and, or media opportunities, stuff like that too. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, see what kind of ticket deals they have going on because it's all about the experience now, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we're fans just like you guys, so we're worried about the experience just like you are. We don't have privileges of like walking in and just talking to any driver, seeing any driver, shaking their hands. We have to work and try to get tickets just like you guys to meet these people. Mm-hmm. We don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish we would. And maybe one of these days, maybe the driver day. that calls in, like, hey, you know, we'll give you pit passes, come down and visit us sometime. That'd be awesome. But we're, we're normal people. That's what makes this show great, Lugs, is that we are normal people. We're fans, normal fans, normal Correct. people. Correct. All right, so continue on with this rant. So, another soapbox. This. I'm going to call it a soapbox. It's more of a 
conversation piece. So essentially, Lugs, <clears throat> I, I think you were on to something about, you know, 30% of the, of the tickets sold now are basically weekend off. I would not be surprised to see if that number is actually higher now than what it was, you know, even three years ago. Because that competition, those tickets are not there. People are waiting for the last second because just in case something comes up, they don't have to plan their life around it. Right. 10, 15 years ago, you planned your life around your vacations. Now it's kind of like, bam, hey, let's go to Talladega this weekend. You know, that kind of yeah. attitude. Yeah. It's completely different. Or, hey, you know what? Let's go to Talladega. Oh, it's going to be raining now. Let's, let's go find something else to do. Mm-hmm. So you don't have it. So actually, I mean, that goes into a very good, uh, you know, you, you bring up very good valid points with that. Uh, so the weather, the environment's changed. Now, what about hotel pricing? Yeah, that's where you get bent over. You get bent over, but is it different now than it was 15 years ago? Hell no. No, it's that's been a constant. It's been a constant. So it came up on Twitter about Boyer calling around the hotel, seeing prices, seeing the way they're jacked up. Yeah. So people don't want to travel because it costs money. Yeah. Again, people – like, I grew up poor. Okay, so if we went to a race, like we went to Talladega a couple times, et cetera, we, not only did we have to plan, we also had to save. Right. So, and we actually, you know, most times slept in our car to help save money. Mm-hmm. So we, we made, had to make those sacrifices. So nowadays, people are still going to make those sacrifices, but I think it's, again, a different environment for making those sacrifices. Hotel gouging, it's been around forever. Yeah, it's just it's still frustrating though, right? It is I, absolutely. I mean, we're still. Do we ever get a hotel for Charlotte yet? No, we we talk, still we talked about, talked but, about we never, it, but we never settled on anything. But the good thing about Charlotte is there's so many. Like, I don't feel like price gouging in Charlotte is as applicable as it is like Bristol. Bristol's pretty secluded, right? Yeah. What this, about Kentucky? Same thing there. Sparta. I mean, there's yeah. nothing there, so they can price price gauge gouge all they want. Where. Charlotte, you got Charlotte, you got Mooresville, you got you got a lot of places that you can Canapolis, uh, all that kind of right. commute from if you want. So I think in the bigger cities, maybe a little bit more of a non-issue, but you know your smaller, like secluded yeah, areas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kentucky is literally in the middle of nowhere. Like I, I don't think we've ever paid an astro- astronomical amount for Indianapolis. No. You know, and again, it's a big city. Right, we just right. got to a Motel Six and paid. So you know, I think 50 I bucks. think there are pockets, right? Uh, in you sure. know stuff like that, but it, it, nonetheless, it is it is uh, not appealing, of course. So anyway, I guess what I'm getting to is I think the hotel prices has very little. Like you may lose two percent fan base based on that. Mm-hmm. Now gas prices and other things going into it. Okay, it kind of increases a little bit, but just hotel prices itself, non-factor mm-hmm. to me overall because it's always been there always has it it won't go away right so when we're looking at hotels for when we go to coke 600 the ones closer to your track are like triple the price yeah that's just the way it is that convenience yeah Yeah. uh i mean i made a couple other notes here so bristol from 82 to 2010 was sold out really yeah, pretty crazy, huh? Spring or s- all, really all okay. races from '82 to 2010 were sold out. Okay. In '82, Bristol held 30,000 capacity. Mm-hmm. As of like 2010 to, to now, you're looking at 146 to 160,000. Yeah. 
That's a huge difference. difference. Yeah. Huge difference. So, you know, we obviously know that NASCAR made a lot of decisions based on the prime, right? And the prime was early 2000s, late 90s, right? Yeah. So they expanded. They like they thought they were going to blow the doors off of the NFL, whatever else, and they made a lot of changes industry-wide. Mm-hmm. Increase now we've seen the backwards where they're re- you know, reducing seats and pulling seats out and stuff because it's not there. The recession hit. Well, I was going to say they're also the economy. You know. The economy tanked, and let's you know let's call the NASCAR fan base what it is for the most part, mostly blue collar middle class people. Yes, which is shrinking. We that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but bottom line is, logs. What I'm getting to is that that recession hit that group the hardest. Absolutely. So that changed their life and the way they handle their finances. So, again, cyclical impacts. So let's run down the list here. We have a period of poor racing that got people turned off, a recession, the environment of NASCAR itself changing, the weather, price gouges, all these things added up. It was like a perfect storm. Turns people off, yeah. Perfect storm for us to have such a low attendance record. Now, I guarantee in the fall, I guarantee it'll be a lot more closer to capacity. Yeah, I would think Weather's so, going to be better. It trends better during that time. This the night race. So it's a Saturday, so it gives the people an extra day of travel. Right. And we'll be there. Maybe. 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 Let's see. <laughs> I already took vacation that weekend, so we, hey, we, need, to, we need to go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We haven't really talked about it, except for Trying to get media credentials. It'll be almost twenty years since I've been there. Wow, I remember when you, uh, you, your brother, and your dad went. Yeah, yeah. I've ne- here's the thing. I've never been to Bristol. Yeah, I'm gonna bust my Bristol cherry all over the place. <laughs> I am, I, I am, with or without you, I'm going. Oh really? Yeah, with 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 with, with or without you, I'm going. Interesting. Yeah, even if I'm by myself, I'm going. I'm sure your wife would love to go. If I'm going by myself, I'll probably just bring, take my dad with me. <laughs> Honestly. I ain't taking my wife. Are you kidding me? I ain't taking her with me. She's miserable. Uh, hopefully she's not going to listen to the show, but she's, she's miserable to take places. <laughs> I hear she gets tickets a lot, too. <laughs> so, uh, man, she's so pissed off at me yesterday. <laughs> so a little backstory for you fans. That's kind of funny. Um, I have now. Hopefully, there's. You better well, knock you know on why. something. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. Fuck it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have been pulled over since I've had my license. So that's been roughly almost 20 years. It's been 19 years, 18 years, whatever it's been. I can't do math right now. So anyway, since I've had my license, I've been pulled over 17 times. 17. 17 times. I was gonna guess 13. 17 Which times I've bad. been pulled over. <laughs> So I'm averaging basically one a year getting pulled over, right? I've had zero tickets. Zero. I've never had a ticket in my life. I've had parking tickets. I don't really count those as tickets, you know. I've never had a ticket. I hope you've paid the parking tickets. Yeah, most of them were at when I was in college, and I worked for the school, so I just had connections. I got out of most of those. I didn't have to pay those either. Uh, But, yeah, so I've been pulled over for, you know, Obviously, speeding 99% of the time, but other things, too, like license plate lights and all. I mean, stupid shit, right? <laughs> Bottom line is, 17 times, been pulled over, never had to get. Yesterday, we're on the – and the reason why we're a day late doing our podcast is 
because my daughter was having a spring music recital or thing, whatever, yeah. at school. Uh, so we're on our way to that, and my wife gets pulled over. First time she's been pulled over with me, with me, actually since we've been together. Ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so she's been pulled over three times since she's had her license. So almost the same amount of time. She's been able to pull over only three times, and she's gotten three tickets. Ouch. <laughs> anyway, she was irate at me because she got a ticket. It's like, what the hell? I'm not the one that decided to break the law. <laughs> and right? when you're in your vehicle, you do. But I frequently break the law in my vehicle. I, I am a real bad about speeding. But, hey, I'm a NASCAR fan. That's what we do, right? Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to agree to that, but soccer doesn't speed. Yeah, he, he it's very he disappoints me. <laughs> the guy wears, he used to wear racing shoes all the time, drives a stick shift Camaro like a really super nice car, and doesn't speed. Be a little more daring, Sokka. Step into it a little bit, you know. <laughs> Get that ass in sideways a little bit. I remember in high school, Sokka driving with me. I was less ten, and I'm like. Just freaking slinging dirt everywhere on his back, growing up going to a ditch. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, I also remember me racing somebody on the highway almost every single day, it seemed like. You don't know who that was? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a close course, again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, so. so any, any other takeaways from the actual race at Bristol this weekend, though? Oh, man, I just cannot believe the amount of screw-ups. Where in the hell is all these mental mistakes coming out this year on pit road? I don't know. My other takeaway is I, I was severely entertained. Bristol, to me, it seemed like it was back. Larson got in the wall. Oh, what else is new? <laughs> Hamlin, <laughs> Larson, wall, Hamlin speed on pits. It's like 100% guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Bristol overall, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I cannot wait to get there in the future. Lugs, your your take. What's what you th- What's your takeaway from yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a, it was a very entertaining race. Um, definitely one of the more exciting races we've had uh i the pit call at the end was very very baffling to me with pinsky the calls that they made yeah well the what what happened on that restart yeah well with the lineup with with kozlowski yeah Yeah, what happened there what what was that about so they told him to get in line supposedly six times they told him to drop in behind i believe the six car and kozlowski didn't do it so he's black flagged uh which I don't know. Apparently, him Sucks him, 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 him stacking up the way he was, refusing to get in line. I guess apparently screwed over uh, Logano, which apparently Logano was confident he would have been able to catch Kyle. I don't know if that would have been the case or not. We'll never know. But you know, it's just I don't know. It, I mean, Brad said it best. He said that they handed Kyle the win. Kyle was not really a factor all day. He spent most of the day trying to rebound from his crash on lap one. Yeah. And that's not the first time we've seen that. It was no, a, a year or two ago. Exact same thing happened. Like, first 10 laps of the race, he spun, got hammered on the front stretch, and came back, and uh, I think he finished second in that race. But nonetheless, he's, you can't he's ever a count wheel man, man. that yeah. dude out. Exactly. Oh. But, to, but to, you know, not give him too much credit, he, he, didn't, he didn't, you know, pace the whole race. He wasn't in control of the whole thing but he was there when it counted and he took the win so that's, what, that's, that's what a, is that his fourth win of the year that's the eighth race of the of the season right see hamlin's got two keselowski's got two keselowski's got two or one and logano's got two right hell i don't know two, i can't two. remember i think it's kyle's third 
it's all, it two, it's two, all two, been two. Pinsky and, and Gibbs, right? Nobody well, else not even, well, no, Hamlin's got two. So we got Bush with two, Hamlin with two. So there's four. Yeah. Um, so Bush has got four. I'm pretty sure Bush has got four. Hell, I don't know. Let me look it up. Okay, I think he had three. I thought it was two, two. I don't know. Now you got me I second guessing myself. Okay, Kyle's got three, Hamlin two, Logano one, uh, Kozlowski does have two. I don't know what the other one was. Ve- oh, Vegas and Martinsville. And yeah, that's it. So Okay. Yep, eighth race of the year. So three wins for Kyle. Uh yeah, but nonetheless, anything any other takeaways from Nope, just enjoyed it. Other than me getting uh, well, Deed effed yeah. by the points yeah. or points. Uh, yeah. Selection. Or so let's racers. talk about points. Let's talk about points this week. How we look ah, at our let's selections. Skip that this no, week. no, we're going to. Let's this actually, week. you know, let's just throw Bristol out. How about that? <laughs> no. So anyway, let's talk about what. Where are we at on the uh, points this week? All right, I got effed hard this weekend because I decided to branch out like a really smart individual and go with underdogs, and that really bit me. Uh, so we'll run through typically like we do every week, uh, the selections, who had what drivers, the points they earned, and go over the grand total. So Mr. Gasman there had Kyle Busch and Kozlowski bringing home 85 points. My fourth win of the season. You were not the highest point scorer of the weekend. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> oh God, I had Eric Jones and Stenhouse. Guess how many points I had this weekend. And it's very disappointing because Jones had a really good car. Yeah, he qualified what top four. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was leading for a while there yeah. at the beginning of the race. I mean, he had a good looking car, so yeah, that really sucks. So, anyways, I I so, do not know the answer to your question. Jones and Stenhouse were my picks. Stenhouse, I think, got like four points. No, Stenhouse got four points. Jones got. Uh, like 13. Anyways, brought home 17 points this weekend. Woohoo! Yeah, breaking the 17, bank. 17, just the like bank. the number of crappy Stenhouse Jr. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeff Stainhook had Kurt and Kyle. So he's our, oh, big, he's man. our big winner yeah, this week. No yeah. kidding. Holy 91 smokes. 91 points. Uh, Joseph Adams had Chase and Blaney, 73 points. John Elliott had Blaney and Larson, 64 points. Daniel Cameron, Logano, and Larson, 69 points. Giggity. <laughs> Eddie Greer had Jones and Harvick, so 37 points there. And Jessica Mueller with Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. Go figure. Again. Come seven, on, step out and take a chance. 75 points. So, I did slip from my top spot this weekend. Actually, I slipped third. You're in third now? Yes. Who's leading? Drum roll. Yeah, Gasman is in the lead. <laughs> Gasman yes. has 601 points. Jessica Mueller, second, 583. All right. I really tanked, man. I'm down 544 in wow. third. John wow. Elliott. Almost a 60 point lead. John Elliott, shut up. John <laughs> Elliott uh, is fourth. Actually, he's tied. Him and Jeff Stainhook are tied for fourth with 531 points apiece. Wow. Ooh, that's right on your tail. Yep. And then. Joseph Adams, 495 in the sixth. Daniel Cameron, seventh, 10 points back, 485. And Eddie Greer uh, in the back, 289, 289 points. All right. So this week, I am going to step out a little bit. 
Ooh. Well, he's so this I weekend mean, we're at Richmond. Yes, Richmond, which is one of my favorite tracks. Is uh, it? Yeah, I love Richmond. Do you race good there? I don't race good anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, we try to dig on me there? I just, I you know, it seems like one of those tracks you'd probably just ride the wall. No, I actually have raced Richmond very well <laughs> on the various various gaming systems I played it on. Okay. Yes. Thank so, you very much. I'll let you have first pick this week. Who are you going with? Okay, so, I mean, I say this is kind of a stretch. For me, it's a stretch, okay? Because one is, one of these two people I haven't bought in all season. And okay. I don't know 100% I'll buy into him this week, but I'm going to go with it as a chance. Okay. Truex. Oh, yeah, okay. I called it beginning of the season. I don't think he was going to have that great of a season so compared he, to what you had been doing. You're saying he's going to get his first short track win this week. Yes. Okay. Because, I mean, he historically, Richmond he has runs, been pretty decent yeah, for him. he runs well. Yeah, and my other choice is Hamlin. He's having a great Ooh. season, and Richmond's another one of those tracks where he does really well at. Guess what? What? I had Hamlin, too. Okay, <laughs> all right. But I'm going to go with Kyle, I'm assuming. No. Oh, okay. Although I That'd be the easy choice. You can't – yeah, exactly. Like, you can't bet against him, right? And that'd be the easy pick. And you could argue this next one is just as much as, you know, up there as well. But I'm going to go with Logano. Okay. I, and honestly, Logano's on my radar too, but I, I want to take a chance on a little bit of one. And the season's kind of—I've been trying to take chances on like you know Logano. Yeah, and Kyle swept this race last yeah last year. Yeah, I don't think he will this year, but never say never. Exactly, you can't really bet it bet against the guy. So yeah. Hamlin, Logano on my end. You're going with Truex and Hamlin, so we'll share Hamlin this weekend. Oh yeah, fans, send us your picks. Get in on this action. Yeah, I mean, just for fun, just for shits and giggles. We will have a trophy at the end of the season. Uh, but bottom line is, hey, just join us now. If you haven't played yet, jump in and play. Yeah, and you could definitely catch up because uh, all it takes <laughs> is a couple weeks like I had this weekend and bringing home 17 points yeah. while Jeff Stainhook's bringing home 91 points. Yeah, that's a hell of a chunk of You're change. You're going to close that gap pretty quick. Yeah. And, just- li- and likewise, I mean, the field did tighten up. Uh, this week, I think so. Third through seventh were separated by like fifty points. Holy so that, smokes! That's that's a weekend. Yeah, you know, holy smokes! Weekend right there. So man, Jessica picks somebody different for once. <laughs> I will say that every week, but she won't. No, she'll say it's too hard to pick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming that's what she sounds like. I've never talked to her. It might be more like this. I don't know. <laughs> Jessica, tell us how you sound. Like a pubescent boy <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's move on any any other cup news uh so a little bit i heard that atlanta is going to reduce their ticket prices for their next year's races oh yeah yeah interesting yeah so i don't know if it's as a result of what they've seen at bristol or what their decision was or on why they did it but that's just the, the, what they're saying is that the ticket prices for next year will be reduced Okay, good on them. I don't have any other cup news. Uh, I saw something on Reddit. Okay. It was last night or the night before. Somebody tweeted Mark Martin and asked him, would you consider doing the Darlington throwback race as a one-off deal? And he replied, and he said, maybe 2020, not this year. And everybody went nuts immediately went nuts about it and screenshotted it and was praising the Lord and dancing in the streets. And then about an hour later, guess what? 
He broke their heart. The tweet was deleted. <laughs> Mark deleted his response. Uh, and he re-replied to the question and said, I'm t- having too much fun being retired. So uh, I'm wondering what changed his mind. It's a good question. Maybe they're going to hold a legend race like I've been saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hold your breath. Yeah, Go ahead and hold yeah. your breath on that one. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean – an hour, you went from, hey, maybe 2020, that sounds like fun, to, no, uh, I like being retired and doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. I have this podcast to myself for once. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't survive anymore. <sighs> to me, years of being in a smoker's house. So interesting there. Um, but that's about the only, I guess you could say, cup-related news. Um, Xfinity news, I got a little bit, but not yeah. much. Uh, Tyler Matthews is going to make his debut at JD Motorsports at Richmond, and Mason Diaz is uh, going to come in for Brandon Built Motorsports. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Bell won the Xfinity race at, yes, Rich- at uh, Bristol this weekend. Yeah. Kyle Busch is back in the Xfinity series this weekend for Richmond, Friday okay. night. Okay. Uh, truck news? Yeah, I, Natalie Decker has extended her racing schedule by another six races this year. Oh, that's good for her. So she's up to a total of 17 truck races this year. So awesome. good, for, good for Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I – sh- I guess she's been running okay enough to – Yeah. She's, uh, so I, I think she added uh, maybe a Richmond to the tracks, but a uh, Talladega for sure. Cool. Um, only other thing – I got just a couple other things. Do you have anything else? No, sir. So what's wrong with Alex Bowman? Alex, well, we kind of talked about last week that he's actually kind of disappointed me. Yeah. As a season. So we're. He ended last year kind of on an upswing. Yeah. So we're looking at Daytona 11th, Atlanta 15th, Vegas 11th, Phoenix 35th, California 21st, Martinsville 14th, Texas 18th, and Bristol 23rd. Here's the thing. He's, how many times he hit the wall this season? Had tire issues and a hit lot. the wall. Even in qualifying. Yeah. So I, I think part of it is that. Um, dude, I, I don't know, man. He's been a, somewhat of a disappointment to me. Which I Actually, hate. And I think, was it last week I mentioned that maybe pulling Chris Bell in? You did. <laughs> and actually, I saw that kind of echoed. Oh, really? Throughout social media. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe people listen to the gas man. Maybe, or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um. Also, did you see, I think I sent this to you. Did you see the video of the track? I ignored most things you sent me. Oh, I know. But did you see the track? Oh, on the IndyCar thing? We don't talk about IndyCar on this fucking track. You brought it up last week. Shut up. No, I didn't. Dale Dale Jr.'s in the booth. (laughs) All right. Did you see the track sweeper that flipped over? Yes, I did. That was comical. Yeah, it was. So go look that up. It'll make (laughs) you laugh. Uh, Why don't you post it onto our page? I tried. It wouldn't let me for some reason. Oh, okay. Never mind. Don't post it on our page. Um, You know Funko Pop? Yes. The, the little, the little I, figurines. Yes, I know what Funko Pop is. They are doing NASCAR drivers. Since when? Now. Really? Yeah, they just started it. That's interesting. Yeah, so you can pre-order them. Huh. Uh, they've got Earnhardt, Junior, Petty, Gordon, Harvick, Chase, and maybe one or two others so far. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I've never been maybe. a big collector of them or anything oh, but. no i actually it's kind of weird my 
I have a couple of my wife's bought me for different things. Yeah. And she has a couple that she's bought herself for different things. But there's a store here in town that's like a resale shop. Oh, yeah? And I what was... What is it? Super Mega Replay was what it's called. Oh, yeah, but yeah. anyway, okay. I went to drop off some like old like Nintendo 64 games that we found at my... Cleaning out my father-in-law's stuff, whatever. They buy them from you? Yeah, they did. And actually, we got decent money on them. What games but were they? I have I an N64. I don't, I don't remember. They're whatever. I whatever. I don't know what they were. <laughs> they could give me a dollar a piece. I've been happy. Yeah, with you it. could could have probably made, went to eBay and sold it for five times. I probably did. Could have. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what I was getting to, they have like a whole section of Funko Pops. And they had one in there that was like the thing from like Fantastic Four. Okay. It was like five hundred dollars. Really? That they were asking for it. Holy crap must not have made a lot of them or something i i don't know but they had a whole butt ton of those damn funko pops a butt ton butt ton wow. and those funko pops it depends on what was any others to. like uh expensive oh i'm sure there was. i wasn't paying attention to all of them I just, that one just caught my eye gotcha but it's just a crazy scene is how many they had and like that really just shocked me i saw this weekend um formula drift you're familiar with that right uh no so the the series that tours in North America drifting. Okay, I, I'm familiar with that as much as I am like rap music. <laughs> All right. Well, so Formula D, they have classes of cars that compete drifting against each other. Well, they've introduced live drones into oh, like recording them. Recording. Oh, that's neat, dude. And it's so awesome. They're so fast. Oh man, have you ever seen the, the drone races? Yeah, it's like those. Oh my god, those things are crazy fast. But they're recording the drift, and I mean, they get right next to the car, like almost in the cockpit, and then like they'll they'll all of a sudden they'll just shoot out, and then they'll zoom back, they'll shoot back in. Like whoever's operating that thing has got some skill, dude. But I'm video game players. I know man. they they obviously are. They have like whatever that new company is that's shooting down drones at races. But if yeah. if they had like a NASCAR drone system that they could like. I, I see it in their future. They need to get Maybe on not that. so close to the cars as that because of how much turbulence you're going to have, especially at Talladega yeah. coming off the cars. Right, right. Uh, but still, like, above the track. you know, That would be really cool. As in, like, they can be down at track level on the front stretch. As they're coming around to the, you know, finish line, they kind of come up a little bit before right. the cars get there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that'd be kinda... They need to get on that because they're missing out. Because the footage that they captured this weekend at the Formula D race was fantastic. All right, Steve O'Donnell, if you're listening to us, because I know you do, take notes. All right. Oh, uh, one other thing. Richard Childress was on the Dale Jr. download this week. Did you listen to it? I did not listen to it. Damn it, dude. You're supposed to listen to that because you're a junior fan. And I somehow listen to it more than you do. I, I listen to one podcast. Anyways, it was a, hours. It was How a, many times do you listen to our podcast? Uh, I, None. I have it on when I sleep, so thank you. Well, thanks, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I listen to it in my sleep. I mean, what's wrong with that? Maybe it puts me to sleep. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm, okay, yeah. That's not what I meant by that. But anyways. Like, are you thinking about me talking? You're like sh- touching sh- yourself? Sh- like rubbing your nipples stop, or something? Stop. Just okay. stop. <laughs> I stopped. Just stop. Where are you going? Hold your breath again. <laughs> uh, anyways, it was a really cool interview. As they always are. I know I say that like each week because like well, a couple weeks ago they had Rusty on there yeah. and stuff. But it was really cool to hear some of the stories and actually to hear about the rivalry that and i never knew this i don't remember but you 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 watched start watching before i did i started 
you know, early, mid-90s, probably 94, 93, 95, in there is when I really kind of started consecutively watching each weekend. But Earnhardt and Jeff Bodine's rivalry. Oh, yeah, yeah. They talked about I, that. I hated Jeff Bodine. And I never I realized, I never realized the rivalry that yeah. was there. So it was very cool to talk, to like hear them talk about that. And Childress basically, you know, said, I don't, really know what the reason was but at any any time that they could they would take each other out yeah. or, or have yeah. contact and he made the comment like you know they were just throwing races away like they would both be in, in contention to win this race potentially and they would just flat take each other out yeah. yeah like they were just yeah. throwing race wins away like it was nothing because they had this rivalry and i and i never really i guess i never obviously looked and researched it but i never knew it had happened so i always just... felt like earnhardt was a calm cool calm and collected arrogant ass and jeff bodine was one of those vocal in your face arrogant assholes yeah and i think that kind of rub each other in the wrong way i mean yeah. in a way daryl's jeff and daryl remind me a lot of the same and the way they acted and behaved yeah so and it you know they kind of talked about how you know days of thunder was kind of based off of the whole part where they made the two drivers uh, drive to the restaurant together or whatever. That was based off of Jeff Bodine. I Earnhardt. did not know that. Yeah. So that's good to know. Yeah. So anyways, go check it out. It was a really cool interview and uh, just, you know, something different. Yep. I don't feel like working tomorrow, so maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just sit around at work and think, listen to podcasts thing and about, not do anything. Think about this podcast so long. Yeah, that's true. It's like almost two hours. Kind of like ours. It's getting to the point where it's getting too long. Yeah, people stop listening or start thirty minutes making ago. sexual references. <laughs> anyway, let's go on. Lugs. Let's get this thing wrapped up here. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> Did you get my pun wrapped up? Huh, anyway, huh. so uh, I don't have anything else to add. Value added to the show, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You got anything? No, I just said I'm good. What's that guy do with the show? don't have anything else okay that's all you had to say that's all you had to say i wasn't listening to you go figure to be honest bottom bottom line bottom line bottom line we're done to to keep my little trend words going now anyway folks as always thank you for listening we had a blast this week and we will talk to you next week after richmond and hopefully we have a special guest thank you the check and flag waves on this episode tune in next week to keep updated on all things nascar please like us on itunes and follow us on podbean we'd like to hear from you so reach out to us too at wrecking and racing at gmail.com thanks again and see you soon